You ready? Yep. Five minutes with the film thug. All right, this is a five or so minutes with the film thugs. We're not going to pretend that we're going to knock this out in five minutes because it might take longer. So, after uh, I saw this movie before Christmas, we are now in July. Yeah. Uh, from the minute I saw it, I was like, okay, this is the best movie of the year. Told Clarkson he needs to see it. He's been meaning to see it. Finally, today, we sat down after recording our show and watched Whiplash. I want your immediate response without me anything in it. Riff. Easily the tightest filmed, tightest directed thing I have seen in 20 years. Yeah. There is zero fat on this thing. Yes, uh uh-huh. I think there was one shot of a shirt Uh front towards the end that I was like, well, I don't know about that. Other than that, yeah. But even that shot, it's but, to but, show the sweat and all right. that. Yeah, it's like. But yeah. the, that, that's the only thing I can that's pick only, out. It is. Oh, that's one this of those is movies closest to the bone. This is to the bone kind of filmmaking. Yeah, Hope and I for a while, like every night, we're watching the very end of that. Yeah, From that the, is incredible. You think I'm fucking stupid? Yeah. From that minute on, it was funny. It's funny because I can judge how well people know movies. When he got up and walked out, you were like, oh, come on. I was like, okay. He fucking gets what's happening. Yeah, of course. And when he came back, boom, 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 boom. Oh. Yeah. It's just. (laughs) Now, as a teacher, I wish that I could. Not be like this with students, but be closer to this with students. Because now so many people in education are hung up with this idea of, oh, no, you did great. If I say anything else, you're going to get discouraged and stop. Instead of saying, you know what? If you are trying to get better and I say good job, you're going to think, yeah, you know, I did a pretty good job. And you're going to stop pushing yourself. And what I love is the entire thesis of the movie being laid out in the uh, the conversation at the bar. If Joe Johnson had said, hey, you know, Bert, uh, you, know, you know, Charlie, good job. Good job. Good job. He would have thought, you know, I had done a pretty good job. And he, he would have stopped. This kind of teaching, coaching, mentoring, what have you, mm-hmm. still has a place. Yeah. Uh, just as, as it always had a place in the single purpose yes thing whether yeah. it's music uh-huh uh sport mm-hmm. competition of some sort and yeah some sort of single focus yeah that still ha- a coach like that is still necessary mm-hmm. and i think without a coach like that those single disciplines will fail not fail but they won't be as good as they could be right as he says Nothing is worse than this saying good, good job. job. Yeah, things will be okay. Things will be all right. Uh-huh. But you won't get excellence yeah. by just saying good job. See, and the thing excellence is excellence is a harder a harder thing to climb see, for. As and and I will talk about this as I was as an actor. And I think you were on the same level. Yeah. I'd bust my ass to do that and I have a director be like, good job. And in the back of my head, I'm like, no, it fucking wasn't. I didn't have that. I had no. George Ackerson, and George Ackerson was my the first person that ever looked at me and said, "You need to try acting." Yeah, yeah. Because you have a you have certain amount of natural talent, right? But that's not enough. Yeah. You think that's enough? 
No, no. George was the guy. George approached acting like it was sport. Yeah. That's why this guy appeals to me. Yes. Because he wasn't, yeah, that's good enough. Or uh-huh. are you so talented? What a special stuff yeah. like you are. No, no. You need to dig deeper. You need to work harder than everybody else. Just because you, because you were more talented than, yeah. say, the guy in the chorus, doesn't make you more important than the yeah. guy in the chorus. Yes. It means you have more to do. Uh-huh. He's just happy to be here. You know what you're doing. Yep. Now I'm going to give you exponentially more to work on because you have been given a gift of my, more talent, which is a responsibility. My high school theater teacher, I still remember. Uh, That's when, high school in a small town. Oh, I'm yeah, not trying yeah. to break my arm, pat myself on the back. When when, when we did our, our auditions um, for Midsummer Night's Dream, <clears throat> this one kid who was in my class was like, so what's the biggest part? The biggest part? And my theater teacher went, oh, you see, now I don't take you seriously. You're not wondering what the best part is. You want to know what has the most stage time. Right. And when you know what the biggest part is, that's where... And I talked to him. I said, so what do you think is the best part? And he said to me, uh, is it Bottom, who was the head of the Tinkers? Mm. And that... Which, okay, I was six foot six. Right. And and he told me, Bottom, that's that's the best part to go for. That's the best part in it because it has the most... I had no shot at it. Because of my size. But he said, this is the part that is the most throwing it out there. And I took that and I went for it and I gave a mile and I ended up getting over on. Which, for Shocking. me, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Fucking perfect. And But the thing is, he was like, no, this isn't the part you're right for. It's probably the best part in the show. Right. So go for it. And I knew I wasn't going to get it. I yeah. absolutely knew I wasn't going to get it. But I was like, fuck it. I'm 110. So that's what led me to getting the part that I was right for, but also in my head had me going, close but not right, close but not right. Right. And my entire kind of artistic everything, writing, acting, podcasting, all of it, close but not right. And tell me, has that sort of been the guiding philosophy of the podcast since we started? Sure. Close, but we've had shows where it's like, if we could fucking do that every week, we'd be yeah. set. Well, it's it's. He brings up this point in Whiplash where I I'm I'm here. My purpose is to push people beyond yeah. what they think mm-hmm. they're capable of. Yeah, that is not the exclusive province of arts no, or the arts, no, no, or not it, at should, all. it should be anything. Yeah, whether it's engineering, fucking basket weaving. Yeah. Knife fighting, music, <laughs> whatever you're what, doing, whatever. you should be looking at you what's the next level. You should have someone level. in your life pushing you beyond yeah. what you believe you're capable. Because uh-huh. that's the thing about humans. Yeah, is that we are actually capable of far, far more than we think we are. Yeah, and someone putting the spur to your ass about that. Yeah, it's necessary. Uh-huh. Not just at that formative age, like our character here in Whiplash. Yeah, but at any point in your life. Right. I think a lot of my uh, lack of effort or failing or whatever in any mm-hmm. of the things I've done is because I didn't have somebody. I was yeah. too dependent on somebody right. Right. whipping my ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at it, I can look back at the moment in the almost, t- holy shit, we're almost up to 300 episodes. Yeah. Or in February, we'll be 300 episodes. I still remember the point in our early days when what this show was dawned on me. 
Because we started out as a list show. Yeah. We started as each of us coming in with a list. And then we did one where you were like, I don't fucking know what this, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what this means. And I said, fuck it. I've got a thing. Let's just talk. And halfway through it, you and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, yeah. Okay, we're 100 episodes in and we just discovered what this was. Right. But it was the keep doing it, keep doing it, keep both of us trying to make it better until we hit a point where we've pushed ourselves to a level where it's like, okay, that's what this is. Right. That's what this is. And it's genuinely being willing to, and I'm sorry for all the noises. I'm a, I'm I'm jazzed up from the end of Whiplash, so I'm sitting here playing with the uh, awesome challenge coins we were sent. Because if it wasn't for that, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, I'd just be <laughs> eating my fucking fingernails down past the cuticle. So I just need something to play with. Um, the idea of this kid who is like already in there, Bird wouldn't be discouraged. Right. The person who wants to do it, no matter what you throw at him, isn't going to be discouraged. This whole, well, we want to keep their confidence up is quitter mentality. Yeah. If we don't cater to them, they'll quit. Right. Okay, well, here's the thing. If they're going to quit because they're not catered to, they're going to quit. <laughs> yes. They're going to fucking quit. Nobody ever wet nursed Daniel Day-Lewis as an actor. No. And he was one of those who the whole time was like, yeah, you're telling me fine, but there's fucking more. My theater teacher in high school, somebody once asked him, well, what will it take to get 100 for a scene? And he was like, 100? You would physically have to become another person to do another scene. So 100 is unattainable because in order to do that, you would have to physically transform to another person. And in my mind, I was like, Fucking challenge accepted. Yeah, exactly. I oh. hear that. I'm like, oh, well, like, I can okay. do that. Let's do that. Let's do see that. what it I, fucking I'll, takes. Everything I will change in yeah. front of you, motherfucker. Like, dude, you remember from the theater camps, uh, my prelude to a kiss and a few good men, where I was like, I'm a different fucking person. Few good men was the biggest goddamn change I've ever gone through. Sure. Because every that was the moment where I was like, I can be a fucking actor. Mm -hmm. Goddamn. I because I just cast my shit aside. And that was one that to this day, you know that those directors have been like, Jim and Clarkson, we will take literally whoever is left over for the rest of the parts so that we can have Jim as Tom Cruise, Clarkson as Nicholson in that final scene. You know that they would have fucking done. Because you and I talked before that year. It was like, sure. the only way you and I will be to play together is if they do A Few Good Men. We showed up as like, yeah. they're doing A Few Good Men. Of course they are. But we also realized... No. No. And you ended up having to play Creon that year, didn't you? In Antigone, you? yeah. Because you had just gone from playing Oedipus the Motherfucker right. in Oedipus the Motherfucker Part 1, the Motherfuckingist. Yeah. Because yeah. essentially... Well, that was, that was the, the first time someone said, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this part is meant for the older guy. This other guy that was uh, I was in class with who was uh -huh. a year older than me, well, he was like anointed to right. play that character. So you're right. gonna, he's going to play Oedipus. You'll uh -huh. be a guy in a chorus. And good job in the Crucible, but yeah. maybe you just don't have what it, it takes. It is my name! Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's you like, fun. Oh, really, motherfucker? <laughs> and I had that mentality of, 
Really? Yeah. So what are you studying to do this? And he had so much material. So, okay, well, let me borrow that, and I'll, I'll go back. <laughs> I stayed up all night for two nights. Do you need another beer? No, I'm okay. Okay. And uh, said, nope. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then I went in for uh, my audition. And, and you did what I like to call Daryl Dawkins did, <laughs> where you went up, spun, and ripped the rim clean the fuck off. <laughs> Walked out of the part and told <laughs> that guy that was supposed to get the part, basically, good luck. Mm-hmm. Not good luck in a cocky way, but yeah. like, good luck, man. Good luck, I hope you've got what, because I was so in my own shit. Yeah. At that point. Well, when, like when I got Oberon that, right. that year, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Joe's going to play Oberon. That's, that's Joe's part. It's going to go to Joe. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about it. And then when I got right. it, everyone, and this is what helped me, I think, the most. Everybody looked at me like, motherfucker, you took Joe's part. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you took Joe's part. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Let me show you. Right. Joe didn't earn this part. Yeah, yeah. I I got this part. And to me, the way I've always looked at it, because of that, and it's a very whiplashian thing. No, no, no. I got the part. The performance night is where I earn it. Right. That's where I step yeah. up and I say, <laughs> yeah. I fucking earned it tonight. There's a long and deep valley between getting the part and and pulling it off, yeah, under yeah. the lights, and I was, and like, that's that goes for anything, whether yeah. it's sports, fighting, uh-huh. what whatever your discipline is, right? And that's the beauty of Whiplash is it's first off, I, I my favorite statement from any student this year is I talked about I loved Whiplash, it's so profane. I, you're all young, I cannot tell you to see it. All I'll say is it's I think the best movie of last year. Oh, yeah. period, best movie of last year. And I had a student who walked to me and said, I hate, I hate Whiplash. He said, why? He goes, no movie shot in 28 days about just playing the drums has the right to be that tense and make me feel that much. Mm-hmm. And I got what he was saying. I'm like, yeah. there it is. Sure. It's, and, and, and it's a thing that few, of, few people will ever understand of that being good at something but then looking, no, 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 no. Yeah, looking at it yourself and saying, Being "Nope, excellent." Yeah, something. Yeah, excellent. Not just okay. Being not just uh, not just being good great. At it. Being great at. But it. saying, "I want. I'm great, but I want to be one of the greats." Yeah, just beyond being able to shoot beyond beyond. Yeah, yeah. What you think you can do? What uh-huh. anyone can think you can do? Mm-hmm. With the people, your biggest cheerleaders in your life, whatever they yeah. may be. That was my mother and my Aunt Missy. Yeah. My late Aunt Missy. Uh-huh. Biggest cheerleaders. They could, I yeah. could do anything. I wanted to do something that would make them. Yeah. That's how I felt. My mom. My, my mom was always like, oh, you're awesome. You're great at this. And I'm like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm still not. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. Still have, I'm still haven't reached that. When, that when you just hit that and fucking do it. And that's the thing is like with podcasting, no matter how good we get at this, it's always like, uh, it's still like nah. It's not great. We're not there yet. Especially the last one where I was, you know, <laughs> half in the bag and <laughs> talking about Superman and my dad. Ah, you know. No, no. Sorry. I'll be honest with you. That's the good closest. show. <laughs> that is the one I think where we came the closest to proving that we can be great. Because that was us going, wait, we have a script. Fuck it. 
Right. No, we're just gonna we're just gonna go off on different things. But the fact that we still had shit written out, the minute that we can be like hit record, okay, we haven't prepared anything. What have you? Okay. Right. And we're going to be there very soon. Yeah, we're, we're there. Because we're pretty close. We're, we're very damn close. But that's the thing is Whiplash, to me, from the first time I saw it, is not about being pushed by someone else. It's about finding the place within yourself that says, that's not good enough for me. Because here's the thing. When, when uh, J.K. Simmons' character says, Bird wouldn't be discouraged. Right. It's because if you're going to be great at something, then you have the voice inside you that says you're close, but you're not there. Greatness is its own. You're just a ship yeah. on, on the sea going towards yeah. being great. Uh-huh. Someone like J.K. Simmons and Whiplash, uh, a hard-ass coach, yeah. a, a taxing teacher, uh-huh. they're just a lighthouse on yeah. that. Yeah. They are not what pushes you forward. Uh-huh. They are what keeps you on course. Yeah. He went to medical school. Right. Guess he didn't have it. Right. And that's it is it's that shit where, and the, I'll be honest, the reason that both of us quit acting mm-hmm. is because we knew that the majority of our career would be spent with characters that didn't have names. Right. And for me, I mean, realize when people like Liam Neeson is as big an actor as you're physically, he had to hit a certain level before his, what, 6'3 self mm-hmm. could get real parts. I am 6'8. To give you an idea, the only 6'8-inch-tall actor out there, I don't even know, know his name. Right. He is in, uh, he played Colossus in the last two X-Men movies, right. three X-Men movies. He was in a movie called The Baytown Outlaws. He's the big dude who doesn't speak and uses the speaking spell. Six foot eight isn't just tall. It's otherworldly tall. Especially in film. Oh, in film. Fucking forget about it. The fact that most people are like, oh, you're really tall. What are you, six four? Yeah. I am I am almost a half a foot beyond the height most people can conceive. Right. So that's why I stopped acting. I'm good. And I know my good is that I will push myself farther. I won't sleep. I will fucking stay on the stage. I am Neiman. I'm the guy who's like, yeah, is there, can you sit like a cot up backstage so I can wake up and just rehearse my part in the morning mm-hmm. for five hours before everyone else shows up? Right. That's who I was with theater. But I also realized, yeah, you're at a height where, no, it's not going to happen. You're going to be on screen with people who are 14 inches shorter than you. Right. And you're supposed to act like, oh, yes, I'm intimidated by you. I could crush your skull like a goddamn can in my left hand, but I'm intimidated by you. And that's the beauty of Whiplash to me is the intensity of it. First off, the editing, god damn. The composition (laughs) of shots is not lost on a Cretan like me. No. No. I don't know um, how much... Um, coordination went in between the director and the DP, and uh, oh, a bunch. Um, but it it he can't just be one guy. Mm. Well, going, the, eh, that's, it, that's, well that's good. so far as DP it's goes, really, 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 really tight. So far as the lighting goes, it creates that vibe of well, yeah, that's 
the world right. of the jazz conservatoire. Yeah. But so far as the editing goes, the speed of it, yeah. for those who've ever been on stage for a part that they've really gotten into, it, be it musically, anything, that's what performing feels like. You don't remember all of it. Well, the there last the part is a pop, 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 The last 15 minutes are almost Fantasia like. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh-huh. It's very Disney like. There's the sound. Here's the horn making the sound. Yeah. It goes along. Here's a face. Uh-huh. It's all. That's not, a, that's not a criticism. Yeah. Oh, not no, at it's, all. It's fucking perfect. Well, it's dead on. Because, I mean, how many times have you lost yourself in a character in, oh, a, sure. in a play? And that's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Remember the prelude to a kiss? Theater yeah. I was on stage for an hour. Right. I remember 10 minutes of it. Right. And I literally did not leave stage because I was in just the zone of it. And I remember the flashes and the movements and the light. From the from the word go, I was like, holy shit, that was there. It's where the practice gets lost in the art. Exactly. And that uh-huh. is the, the perfect and sweet zone yeah. where... Um, um, art Simmons, happens. Simmons character realizes we're in the flow of this yes and uh now we're all in the we're lost in the joy of the art itself yeah and not the practice and not the sweat it's all the time and that leads to this now we're here yeah all of this took time to get you know what it's all this time and practice and energy to get to this point where you can get lost (laughs) yeah and that's jazz man i've got an odd allegory i'll tie with this you know what it's like when you're driving and there's a lot of traffic and the weather's fucked. Yeah. And you focus without focusing mm-hmm. and you're moving without thinking about it. And you're sure it's that level of because think about it. No matter what you do in your life, whatever your art is, you don't practice it as much as you practice driving. Right. When you get to that point where it's dangerous and you're just you're reacting without thinking and you're flowing through, that yeah. is what practicing an art. Beyond the point of thought comes in. Yeah. And there that's the only area that most people even think about it. Yeah. Where, oh shit, yeah, you're right. I don't think about it when I'm driving. I'm caught. I know exactly how far to turn my wheel for this. I know exactly how much of the brake or the gas to apply. Mm-hmm. When you have practiced that level at music or acting or anything else, like as we've done with podcasting. I know how to react to what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, and, and it's that, okay, I, and boom, we push through it, and oh, we're around that. That is what it's really about. Yeah. And Whiplash nails it, I think, in a way that most, uh, most people wish they could. Again, you look at this. That is 28 days of filming. It's amazing. Especially when you think about the number of days where it's like, okay, all we're going to look work on today is the three of you sitting behind the drums. Uh, the next two days, we're filming yeah. the Carnegie Hall jazz number. Uh, today, we're only doing this. The amount of time that is dedicated, the tightness of it, the fucking lack of fat, the speed, everything that has to be firing dead on. There's a lot to be said when they... Uh... Make the comment of a director who knows what they want. Uh huh. Him. Yeah. Uh, knew ex- he knew exactly what he wanted to get. Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't any wasted time, uh-huh. as far as I can tell. Right. 
uh, between setups and what he wanted. Right. This is what the story he wanted to tell and this is how he's going to tell it. Right. And the finished product bears that out. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. He didn't uh, have any moment where he's just kind of free-forming. Right, right. There was no... much, Much like the characters, he had spent a lot of time sweating and working on how to get lost in this moment right. to make that moment. Right. Well, it's like Frank in Frank Zappa's book, a Zappa book, everyone needs to read it. But he talked about improv within music, and he goes, no. <laughs> yeah. They might occasionally improv with some of the timing or a fill here and there, but if the composition's tight, no. Right. Like in a well-written movie. I'm sorry, Tarantino's movies. There ain't a lot of improv. No. It's bloody well shit. It doesn't be. need it. It fucks timing up. And uh, Kevin Smith talked about working with Seth Rogen. He was like, Seth knows how to improv in a movie. So many people think it means, oh, just say a funny line. No. No. It's Christopher Guest, fucking Chris Guest, yeah. like we talked on our last show. Hitting the moments that need it. Right. And finding how to play it so that you're not hindering someone else with your funny line. You're throwing out a funny line that advances the story and sets the other guy up. up So that it's like all great comedy or all great any creative endeavor that is done as a team is like one of those amazing double plays in baseball. Or a triple play where a guy dives, catches the ball, flicks it up to the second baseman who catches it jumps over the right. sliding runner, guns it to first to hit the guy out. If you see, and that's why a beautifully executed baseball play on defense, there is almost nothing as poetic as that in the world right. of physicality because it's improv. They're having to play it off the cuff. Yeah. They're having to go off their ability and creativity to, okay, like the guys who will make an there have, there's been one guy that I know of in, in my lifetime who has done an unassisted triple play. And that is a second baseman who the first baseman has let off too far and started running. A hit gets shot up between first and second, uh, like right over second base. He's able to jump up and catch, land on second base to get the guy before he can come back and then tag the runner from first. <laughs> that is jazz. That is right, yeah. being in the place that when everything falls together, you can go, oh, I know this. Right. Throw it out, and everything comes together. All the thousands of hours of practice that went into yes. the ability to, give, to grant you access to the zone where you can mm-hmm. let go. It's beautiful. Or, That's amazing. Or like watching, um, did you watch the Women's World Cup last week? No. A woman... On the U.S. women's soccer football team, got a got a fucking hat trick in like twenty minutes. Wow! And one of them was from midfield. The ball like rolled ten feet past midfield. She saw the goalie was off her mark and went, "Pump!" And it just point where the goalie fell backwards and watched it go in. It basically what I'm saying is whatever sport you love. You know those moments yeah. where it flows, like when the Spurs. That's yeah, being in the zone. We're in the zone. The hustler. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a piece of wood, but it's got nerves in it. Right. I can feel it going. Anything that you love doing, you get in that moment where it's like I'm not even thinking. Here it is. Yeah. 
That's what whiplash is about, is what does it take to push yourself to be at that point with another group of people who are fucking experts? Yeah. Because there's no accidents in that. No, no. There's no accidents in that. Not at all. So, uh, God damn. I, I, uh, it's excellent. It's an excellent film. I knew that your reaction yeah. to Whiplash would be this. Because I, I saw that shit in the theater and I walked out like, I need to go see this with Clarkson <laughs> because this movie will kick the mind out of the back of his ass. That's good. So and it uh, did. It really did. It really did. So for anyone who aired this, please check out www.thefilmthugs.com because we're the film thugs. And even though we're nearing a half an hour, this has been five minutes, <laughs> five minutes with the film thug. So thank you. Thank you.